Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, listeners. I have my delicious tea at the ready. And I hope you have yours. This time, it's straight up French Earl Grey. Oh my goodness. A tea that truly hugs my soul. Yum. Now, today, listeners, I have for you two brand new chapters from the Twisted Tales series by Tom Keithley. He sent some more stories in, and I'm ever eager to sink my teeth in them. Today we have chapter 14, Queen of Hearts, and chapter 15, Escaping Pandemonium. Our main protagonist, Azazel, is returning to see his father in hell. It does not go well. That is all I am willing to share at this point. (laughs) Also, I'll be doing some iTunes review shoutouts, as well as Facebook review shoutouts at the end of this episode. So grab your hot beverage and hold it tight. Turn up the sound and turn off the light. Now get ready for something different. A Twisted Tale, The Queen of Hearts Once we had entered the fortress, our brother took his leave. Parting with the words, Don't do anything stupid, big brother. As he walks away, I look at my twin. I have no idea what he's so worried about. I'm always the avatar of class and self-control. Then, I saw her. The woman that had led to my imprisonment. If Astaroth were beautiful, then Lilith was impossibly beautiful. Nearly as tall as me, with hair like fire, and green eyes that were like emeralds, and skin so fair, it almost seemed like an illusion. Fire ran through my veins when I saw her, as memories of our night together flashed through my head. I did not love her, but I was certainly in lust with her. Uh Aha, sure you are, my sister says, giving me the evilest side eye ever. She walked past me without even looking at me, and I felt something inside me wrench. Ouch, I felt the heat from that one, Astroth said with no sympathy. I gave her a glare. I'm going to see father. Best just get that over with. Business before pleasure, brother, she said unrelenting in her assault. Fuck off, blondie, I say walking away as she fumes. <laughs> Consider that nerve touched. I pause outside father's door and draw a breath. Before I can knock, I hear his cold deep voice. Come in, Azazel. Letting the breath out in a huff, I walk inside and see the third most important demon in Pandemonium, the High Chancellor, Sin. Hello, father, I say looking at the smaller figure of my father. Not as tall as me, 
He was gaunt, with short dark hair and cold grey eyes. He was emotionless and very arrogant. Took you long enough? He said, not even looking up from his book. Finally finish your little tantrum across Europe? I closed my eyes. I am a leaf on a calm stream. I am a leaf on a calm stream. That was kind of beyond my control. Apparently, if a mortal suffers a traumatic brain injury when they commit suicide, that damage goes with them. Explains the reason so many demons are mindless rage machines, though. It took weeks for my brain to regenerate enough for me to even remember who I was. Father grumbles and snapped his book shut. You shouldn't be here at all. That mortal was not meant to kill himself. He must have had some little voice in his ear encouraging him. My father's eyes narrow. Hey, I know nothing about that. I was kept in a pretty tight little box, only even half aware of anything. I never said you did. He glares over my shoulder and Astaroth giggles. <laughs> I have no idea what you're on about. I was just there to watch over my twin brother. Our father sighs and stands up. <sighs> Look. I don't know why you are here, but after what you did, there is no place for you anymore. Darkness is crown prince, commander of the city guard, and no one even notices you are gone. Either of you. He glances again at my sister. And as for you, young lady, you need to stop indulging and enabling your brother. Causing her to give a bored yawn in response. Yeah, touching story, really, Pops. But I just came to find out how my kid is, and to tell you that you're a smug cunt. When I say those words, he stands, slamming his fists on his desk. And you are an incorrigible reprobate, a failure as a prince, and a miserable excuse for a son. He is fuming as our eyes lock. I begin a sarcastic fake cry. But daddy, I'll be a good boy, I promise. Then I rolled my eyes and turned to leave. Who the fuck do you think you are? He yells after me. Me? I'm nobody. Astaroth shuts the door behind her and lets out a whistle. <whistles> that was a completely healthy and normal father-son talk, she says, breaking the silence and making me chuckle. <laughs> I thought it went rather well. <laughs> we walk down the hall again in silence. When we reach a small balcony overlooking the city, I pause and sit on the railing. So, why did you run so hard with the whole fresh start, new names thing? I ask her. She looks away. I was kind of happy you had no memories. It meant you wouldn't want to come back to this. Or pursue some vendetta against Dad. I kind of didn't want you to ever remember. Life sure was simpler as Cassandra and Hector. Why did you choose those names anyway? She smirked. Cause they were brother and sister. Also, both royalty. I roll my eyes, 
Then I notice Lilith approaching us. She looks at my twin. You disappear. Then at me. You come with me. She grabs my arm and drags me into a small study. After shutting the door, she looks at me and folds her arms. Why did you come back? Her voice wasn't angry. It wasn't happy either, though. I wanted to know our child is okay, and tell my dad off for good. Then I planned on leaving again. I sit on the edge of the desk. So, how is the kid? Lilith takes a deep breath. She's fine, living with an adoptive family in Crimea right now. I grin at this news. A daughter, eh? Lilith smiles and nods. She has your eyes, Azazel. Her name is... Lilitu. I like that name. Does she know anything about us? Lilith shakes her head. She knows she's adopted, obviously, but not who her real parents are. I nod slowly. Lilith walks to me and rests her hand on my cheek. Again, memories of our tryst flash in my mind. I feel her other hand running through my hair. You're only here for tonight? She asks, a note of longing in her voice. A longing I shared. Yeah, leaving bright and early. How early? She questions, with a glimmer in her eye. Escape from Pandemonium As I exit Lilith's chamber, sometime in the very early hours of the morning, I see Astaroth waiting with a look of pure rage etched into her face. What are you thinking? She slaps me twice and storms off, gesturing for me to follow her. Come on, we have to get the fuck out of here, she says in a harsh whisper. Beginning to move stealthily, she presses against the wall and peers cautiously around the corner. Father has already ordered the guards to bring you to him if they find you. That's not so bad. And to kill you if you resist. That's bad? She gives me a look that screams, Oh really? You think? But remains silent. Instead, she slips around the corner and begins making for the staircase. I follow close behind her, moving as quickly but as quietly as possible. Isn't it a bit odd we have not seen or heard a single? My question is cut off, as we find ourselves suddenly faced with guards blocking the stairs and more guards flanking us from where we just came. Well, we still never heard them. I say, making my twin drive her elbow into my ribs angrily. Get your head in the fucking game, you insufferable fucking pervert, she growls. If not for your lack of impulse control, we'd not be here right now. Her green eyes flared dangerously as her scimitars appear in her hands. I'll cut us a path forward. You keep them off my back. And Azazel? Yes, yes. Don't fuck this up. With that, she rushes towards the large group of guards in front of us. Well, I guess I better get to work too. I say, turning and walking slowly towards the guards advancing from the rear. I scratch my chin as they warily approach, spears and swords ready to strike. 
Meh. Fuck it. I say, deciding not to be too flashy. I throw my palms out and watch the purple flames cascade from them. Grinning, I wave my hands around, bathing the corridor behind us and the front ranks of the guards in a deadly inferno. The screams are music to my ears. As I turn to head back towards the stairs, I see my twin performing her deadly dance. It's clear she's not holding back. The stairs are littered with corpses and body parts. Grinning, I rush down to her side, letting loose a magical burst. There is a clap of thunder with no sound, and the invisible wave hits a group of guards attempting to encircle Astaroth. If you had taken any longer, we would have squatters rights on the stairs. My twin sister glares at me as we reach the bottom. I look around but see no other guards for the moment. Even if we make it out of the fortress, there's the small matter of the city gates. We can't travel until we get outside. I say, causing my sister to grumble. Belial and his fucking barriers. I grab her wrist and drag her towards the main gate. It's shut, of course, but the guard tower to its left is wide open. Sensing my intent, Astaroth tenses up and curses. You crazy bastard. You are not... Too late. I launch my twin with all my might. I'm going to fucking murder you. She howls. We are up the stairs and at the first window. Smirking, I leap after her, landing on the ground seconds behind her. The trek through the city was easier than one would have thought. While large and densely populated, the denizens were not social. So the streets were all but deserted. We managed to reach the gates without further confrontation. I kind of hope Dardanus is here. If anyone would open the gates, it's him, Astaroth says. But if anyone were not going to open it, it would be him. She elbows me, and we look up to see our brother opening the gates. He grins and jumps down to us. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you honestly thought my guards were that incompetent. They were ordered not to interfere with you. The palace guards may be loyal to dad, but the city guards are mine. Wow. Thanks, brother. I say in shock. Never thought he would put me before father. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get out of here, Dardanus says, rushing out the gates. Astroth and I are close behind him. Just outside, our brother grabs our wrists, and we vanish in the familiar plume of purple flames. And this concludes Chapter 14, The Queen of Hearts, and Chapter 15, Escape from Pandemonium. Thank you so much to Tom Keithley for sending these stories in. Just wow. Tom, mate, you had me on the edge of my seat. Thank you so much for sending this through. And I'll be working on the remaining chapters this week. That Lilith, watch out, constantly spells trouble for Azizel, and Astaroth constantly being a pain in the butt, but really does care for our main guy. And there's something up about Dardanus that I can't put my finger on. Why did he set them free so easily? 
I'm curious. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. Time will tell. Because there are more chapters on the way. All thanks to Tom Keithley. Cheers, mate. And now it's time for my iTunes and Facebook reviews. This will be a lengthy shout-out, but it is the best way that I can thank my fans that leave the reviews. I'll go through iTunes first and then into Facebook. So let's dig in. The first one is Enthusiastic Storytelling by Susan TSF. I really enjoy the variety of stories and tales SFGT offers, as well as the quality of the audio and effects. You definitely won't feel like the narrator is yelling at you like with some other podcasts that I've come across in the horror and fantasy genre. The narrator's approach to storytelling and enthusiasm for the podcast and its listeners is endearing. He also really encourages listeners and authors to submit their own stories, which have been some of the most interesting and unique tales to hear. I love hearing repeat authors taking their stories further and creating additional stories to share. I'm so happy to have found this podcast and am excited to continue listening to such an engaging narrator. Goodness, Susan TSF, it's so kind and so well written, and I swear I didn't write this myself, folks. I am taken aback by this kind of support, so thank you so much, Susan TSF. This sort of feedback means the world to me. Just brilliant. We also have You Rock by B. Ray Rook. That's a cool name. I tune in every day. I love your narration. You are so grateful to your fans and have such a cool voice. Please, please don't ever stop. Thank you so much, B. Ray Rook. I really appreciate it and I will never stop. Well, I'll do my best not to ever stop. <laughs> and pretty good, pretty good. By son, I'm no hero. Not top shelf. About as close as you're going to get it, though. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, mate. And I appreciate this kind of feedback. It's also this kind of stuff that keeps me grounded so my head doesn't fly off into the sky and I never return. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. Now on to my Facebook reviews. I really got to give you Facebook guys and gals some more love. And here it is. Amanda Belvins. I have never heard a nicer, more fan-based podcaster. His shoutouts give me joy, and his appreciation for his fans really help him stand out. Finding the creepiest of stories is a skill, and this podcast is one of the special ones that really have that talent. Oh, thank you so much. I've learned about spirits and demons from different cultures that have helped me conversate with others. I have a love of bringing the world together by way of stories, and this podcast helps with that. Is it a way to end wars? Maybe. In a small way. The anxiety and nightmarish feelings shared across the telltellers and fans of this podcast is definitely a beginning of making the Earth a shared community. Thank you for sharing your stories and the fan stories. It really is on its way to helping change the world in a better way. In the best, terrifying way possible. Storytelling. Amanda. Please tell me you write. <laughs> what an outstanding review. Thank you so much. You have a way with words. Mind explosion, mate. <laughs> Just brilliant. Nina Frank. 
There is stories for everyone, and his Aussie voice really gets you in a cozy mood, and you just want to snuggle up in a blanket and listen to stories. <laughs> That's awesome. With a Do Not Disturb sign up, and the old day radio dramas is a nice touch. I really like those stories too. If you're not listening to this podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Hurry up, get your favourite warm beverage and turn the lights off, the sound up, and get ready for something different. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nina. That's awesome to hear. And I love that tagline reference. Mwah. Awesome. <laughs> Angelina Renard Dayubko. I've given a 5 out of 5 review before on iTunes. But I wanted to reach out on a more public platform and say, this podcast, YouTuber, Storyteller, is one of my most favourites. He is very friendly to all his fans. He loves tea, which is a bonus for me because I'm European. <laughs> he has a nice voice and an even nicer accent. These stories are great, and I love that he also reads his fans' written stories. And of course, the best thing about his channel is that he provides you with a much-needed daily dose of spook. Thank you so much, Angelina. What a lovely review. That really is great to hear. Tanya Camargo Weldon. Love, love, love this podcast. Been listening for a couple of months and I'm on episode 99. I have to go in order. Oh, I know how you feel, Tanya. I really do. It helps my workday go by faster. The shorter format makes it easy listening. Great job, dude. Well, great job, Tanya. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending this in. Recently found this podcast as a suggestion off of one of my other favourite podcasts, and it's awesome, I can't stop listening. I am already on episode 55, the SCP episodes are some of my favourites. Oh, cheers Alice. The SCP episodes are some of my favourites to narrate, they tend to give me a lot of freedom when it comes to sound effects, and especially the intros and outros, I love writing those. Cheers Alice. And just so you know, folks, uh, I'm typing right now because Alice just gave me an update. I'm 11 hours slow, but she says, update, just finished episode 200. Truly awesome, as usual. I did not add that in myself, okay? <laughs> so I wrote, you're a machine, thank you so much. Guess what? You'll be in today's episode. <laughs> I hope it makes her day. Alice, if you're listening to this, have a good one. Kara Mascaro. Great podcast, I listen to it every day on my long commute to and from work. I absolutely love this podcast. I just finished I Wish My Guardian Would Choose Someone Else. That is one of my all-time favourites. Loved it, thank you so much. Thank you, Kara, so much. Absolutely fantastic to hear. Elena Magrosa, Little John. Love your podcast. You've got a great voice, and I love the combination of paranormal stuff and interesting stories. Great work. Thanks. I do my best to keep the variety up. Cheers. Lindy Baymont. This is a fascinating podcast for lovers of all things spooky. The host is engaging, charismatic, and has obviously been to drama school. Wow, that is really flattering. Join him every weekday for thrills, chills, and creepypasta washed down with Earl Grey. Do I know you, Lindy? <laughs> you seem to know me really well. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Sam Eames. Very entertaining with a really charismatic host. I recommend for anything who enjoys spooky things. Cheers, Sam. I like how you put anything because who knows what's listening. <laughs> Chad Warren. Found on SoundCloud. Love it. 
He does great work, great for long drives. LOL. <laughs> Cheers, Chad. I really love the feedback. Thanks, mate. Aya Chan Niwa. They left a 5 out of 5 review. No text, but I just want to say thank you for doing that. Those iTunes reviews and Facebook reviews mean the world to me. And lastly, thank you. Seriously, this podcast doesn't exist without you guys. Really. What's the old saying, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? I mean, yes, it does make a sound, but I, what I mean by that in comparison to this podcast is that without all of you there listening, I might as well be talking to a wall. And it means the world to me that you're taking the time out of your day to listen to these stories and these new authors. So thank you. Also, do you know any Redditors? Are you a Reddit user yourself? Guess what? I just launched my new Reddit page and taught myself some basic CSS code to make it look neat. So why did I do this? Well, I recognize that some people want their stories read, shared, and more in a community space that brings people together. So this Reddit section is here for you to share your thoughts, ideas, and stories. My goal is to also start bringing across stories I've done, or are doing, so that you can read them at your leisure. It's going to be great. Stick with me tomorrow, as I have a new no sleep to share with you all, some more listener stories, and of course more twisted tales. Have a kick-ass day or devilish night. And as always, till next time.